Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. The formation of planets in our solar system is incredibly complex, but there's still things we can discover lurking outside, in the middle of our solar system, or even really close in around the orbits of Mercury and Venus. Scientists try to shed light, or not avoid the light, to make sense of our early solar system's beginnings and how we ended up with what we have today. We think of Jupiter as a giant planet in our solar system, one that sort of inhabits a region of the solar system that's far away from us. Here on Earth, we think of our nearest neighbours as Venus and Mars, and that's certainly true. Jupiter, in our minds at least, belongs in the outer solar system, far away, past the asteroid belt, somewhere that, you know, is far afield, a watchful guardian, for some ways, um, of the inner solar system. But if you look at other gas giants scattered across the universe, and particularly all of the exoplanets being discovered by researchers using Hubble and other telescopes, what they've identified is that quite typically you see gas giants orbiting incredibly close to the star that they orbit. Want of another word, if you imagine our solar system, you would see or expect to see hot Jupiters, is what they call them, but basically planets the size of Jupiter orbiting incredibly close to their host star. Now, we are inhabiting that space on Earth and Mars and Venus and so on, rather than a massive Jupiter so close in. So what is different, and why is Jupiter where it is today? Well, researchers from Lund University, including researcher Simona Pirani, have been studying Jupiter and trying to explain exactly how it ended up where it is. Now, one thing we do know about Jupiter is that it has big groups of asteroids either side. They orbit very close in the path of Jupiter. These are called the Trojan asteroids, and they're two groups of thousands of asteroids that pretty much live at the same distance from the Sun as Jupiter, inside Jupiter's orbit. But if you look in detail at their location, you see something really interesting. There are 50% more of these Trojan asteroids in front of Jupiter than there are behind it. And scientists have been scratching their head trying to make sense of this for a number of years. And that's where postdoctoral researcher Simona Pirani and Anders Johansson from Lund University have been trying to make sense of this. Why was there something so asymmetrical in our solar system? Now, like with most problems in astronomy, you need a super powerful supercomputer. And if you plug all these things in and you try to find a model that could explain it, well, if you positioned Jupiter, not where it is right now, but actually much further out, four times further in fact, in our solar system, and you let it then migrate inwards towards the Sun, you would see that Jupiter's gravity would draw more and more Trojans around in front of it, and behind you have a swept clean path. This would have to take place over 700,000 years, and have taken place roughly 2-3 to three million years just after Jupiter started as a ice asteroid far from the Sun. But as it got bigger and bigger and bigger in size, as it formed and collected more material, it would also clear and push things in front of it. 
Now, that actually helps us understand the migration as well in the perspective of the gases in the solar system. It shows that the Trojan asteroids were drawn towards Jupiter when it was a young planet without any of its major gas atmosphere, which you can see today. So the asteroids were probably most of the building blocks that were used to form Jupiter's core. And that is pretty interesting to think about. When you study these gas giants like Saturn, Uranus, Neptune and Jupiter, you think about them as these small cores surrounded by huge amounts of gas, but that small core had to start somewhere and that gas had to come from somewhere. And if you think that this is all formed far, far away from the newly born sun, and as these rocks amassed more and more and headed more and more closer into the solar system, you can understand how now how this all pieced together. And it explains why we ended up with this weird asymmetry. But the formation of planets is incredibly fascinating and complex. Of course, it all took place 4.5 billion years ago. But this study, published in the journal Astronomy and Astrophysics, goes a long way to explain how we may have ended up with such strange asymmetry in our solar system and shed light on the very formation of gas giants like Jupiter in our own solar system. Now, the accretion disk that led to the formation of our solar system as we know it was quite an important part of the formation of what we see all around us, all the planets that you might think of. But some 4.6 billion years ago, that rubble from asteroids, collisions or crumbs from blazing comets, that dust, that all coalesced into the planets that we know today. But that dust is not gone. It's still there. What didn't form into planets can be left behind as grainy rings that are just overlaid on top of the orbits of Earth and Venus. Not visible with the naked eye, but certainly visible with telescopes on Earth. And by studying this dust, this remnant, this trail or breadcrumbs, or you, you name it, scientists are trying to understand just how planets are formed in general, and what we can see in the composition of our solar system, and what we can learn from that to apply to solar systems across the universe. Now, two recent papers published collaboration with researchers from the Goddard Space Flight Center in the journal. So researchers from NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center published in the Astrophysical Journal, two detailed studies that help try to piece together all of this leftover dust in our solar system. Now, we often think about studying the solar system and uncovering mysteries like what's lurking in the Cupia Belt or in the Oort Cloud, far on the fringes of our solar system. But there's actually some interesting mysteries closer inside that solar system. For example, Guillermo Stenborg and Russell Howard, both scientists at the Naval Research Laboratory in Washington, D.C., were staring at the inner portion of the solar system, and they discovered, mostly by chance, a fine haze of cosmic dust scattered around Mercury's orbit. It forms a ring, a ring around the Sun, some 9.3 million miles wide. For example, by comparison, Mercury, the planet, is only 3,000 miles wide, which is more or less roughly the size of the United States. Compare that to sitting in the same position, this massive mile of cosmic dust. 
Now, they were actually trying to study the dust-free region close to the sun and couldn't find it, well, because, well, there was a huge cloud of dust ringed around the sun in the orbit of Mercury. And scientists realised that surely somewhere nearby to the sun there should be an area where it's dust-free because the sun should basically heat up and vaporise any dust that's sitting so close to it or sweep clean an entire stretch of space. If the science can find the actual edge or boundary that would tell scientists about the composition of dust itself and how the sun actually formed. But the problem is, they haven't found any. They haven't actually been able to find a region of dust-free space near to the sun. Sometimes, because it's a bit difficult to detect from Earth, but no matter how scientists look from Earth, there seems to be too much dust in the way. So, how would you solve this? Well, they built a model based on pictures of interplanetary space from the NASA's Stereo Satellite, Solar and Terrestrial Relations Observatory. So they wanted to see if their model could actually find this dust-free region. And they wanted to do this before NASA's Parker Solar Probe actually made it all the way out to the Sun. So in the data from the satellite, it's pretty interesting as a result, because two types of light show up in the stereo images, light from the Sun's blazing outer atmosphere, the corona, and light reflected off all of that dust floating around in space. The problem is the sunlight reflected off this dust is about 100 times brighter than the light of the coronal light. The problem is, these scientists, they're not really dust people. They're trying to observe the sun, but they, they too much dust just in the way. And it clouds all the observations. So they built their model as a way to filter out and get rid of that pesky dust. But if they could find a way to isolate and get rid of that dust shine, they could also use it to find this dust-free region. The discovery of Mercury's dust ring was pretty much just an accident. They were trying to analyse the orbit and the area around the sun, and they managed to isolate out in a region of dust, but it just so happened to be a massive thing that coincided with the orbit of Mercury. So scientists, trying to clear up the images when they're studying the sun, actually discovered a hidden object, more or less, in our inner solar system. A ring, wider and bigger than Mercury, but in the same orbital position. We still haven't found this dust-free region really, really close to the Sun. In fact, we've discovered more and more of these dust rings around Venus and Earth and Mercury. But it just goes to show that sometimes in science, particularly astronomy science, when you try and find one particular thing, you end up finding and making additional discoveries on the way. Now, how Mercury managed to have such a large dust ring, despite being so close to the solar wind and stellar storms from the Sun blowing things away, is very, very interesting. But hopefully the Parker Solar Probe can analyse the corona and that region around the sun to find this dust-free region where the sun is burning up all the dust. Because otherwise, it needs a big cleanup to make sense of all of that data from the space probes. So sometimes astronomers, even when they're in space, still can't get rid of obstructions like dust ruining their measurements. But not all is lost because that can lead to new discoveries. And Peering at the inner of the solar system is another thing that researchers were doing using the German-American Helios space probe back in 2007. And they used some stereo data later to confirm something quite amazing. That is, about 25 years ago, that Earth was in a giant dust ring. And then using the Helios space probe data in 2007 and 2013, they figured out that Venus is in one too. And now we've just discovered that Mercury is in one. But now that we know there's weird stuff happening around the orbits of planets, scientists have been studying them in more and more detail. Like, where did all this dust come from? What is the source of it and how did it get? And the, mostly, it's around these 
asteroid belts around between Mars and Jupiter. That region where most of the asteroids live sheds off a lot of dust because those asteroids crash into each other all the time. And that dust just gets released from all these asteroid collisions and gradually floats inwards, pulled by the gravity of Earth and the other planets. Now, when it gets trapped in Earth's region, Earth just sort of crushes it into a nice ring. Now, that makes sense for Earth's dust ring, but what about Venus's? How does the dust get past Earth's orbit to then make it all the way to Venus's? It can't be produced elsewhere in the solar system. So where is all this dust around Venus's orbit coming from? And in a paper published in the astrophysical journal Letters, the researchers, including Markushna and Porkini, discovered a hidden group of asteroids lurking in the orbit of Venus. It's not a large group like the asteroid belt or the Trojans, it's a very small one. But this small collection of asteroids that hadn't been found before, and co-orbiting the Sun with Venus, trailing along behind it, they're actually hitting each other, producing a little bit of dust. Now, it's created by asteroids, so the dust ring around Venus actually is pretty large, about 60 million miles, which is larger than Mercury's. But it's more dispersed. The largest grains are roughly the size of coarse sandpaper. It's 10% denser than the surrounding space, but it's so it's not a invisible, but it's not incredibly dense. So the problem is, their models predicted that there should be asteroids there producing this dust, but when you try and stare at the sun to look close at Venus, there's so much reflection from the dust ring, and there's so much reflection and light from the sun that finding tiny asteroids in the orbit of Venus is incredibly difficult. Just doing it with computer simulation is one thing to show that asteroids could exist there, but actually identifying and finding them is incredibly difficult. The estimates are around 10,000 asteroids sort of orbiting around Venus at the beginning of the formation of the solar system. And through collision and so on, you sort of whittle the way down to 800. And we know that they should be lurking there because that's the only thing that could produce this incredible dust ring that we can see. Finding them is a whole other different story. We're reliant on image probes like stereo to make sense of it. But without dedicated missions in space pointing away from the sun, it can be quite difficult to actually see where all this is coming from. So... There are a lot of stuff hiding in the inner parts of our solar system that we're trying to make sense of. Research probes like Stereo and also like the Helios missions in the past and the forthcoming Parker Solar Probe will help shed light or avoid light on this issue. But even though it may not be appear glamorous or exciting, understanding our solar system and the inner parts of it and dust trails and small asteroids is incredibly important because it gives us an idea about how planets form, not just here, but across the universe. And understanding this helps us search for new life and understand the mysteries of the universe and what made Earth appear in the way that it does. So all of this research out of NASA Goddard Space Flight Center and the Naval Research Laboratory is incredibly complicated in terms of its modeling, trying to make sense of a mysterious solar system, but it relies on the great work of a lot of space missions from NASA. Both these stories were published in the new journal, the Astrophysical Journal. This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, LaGrange Way. See, we found out about hidden dust rings around Venus and Mercury, missing asteroids around the orbit of Venus, and how we ended up with the odd asymmetrical asteroids around Jupiter. Our ending theme was composed by Audio and Head to ysa.org.au for more information about the Young Scientists of Australia.